Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. listening to the free form rock podcast is everybody in is everybody in is everybody in the ceremony is about to begin we're here with greg brent and tammy commonly known as faster pussycat how you guys doing good now you guys are working on your second album right now I think so. Second. Okay, what are, what are we going to hear from the second Faster Pussycat album that we didn't hear on the first? New songs. Tammy, Tammy playing skin float. <laughs> no, no, that's Brent playing skin float. No, I play plays, female organ. Greg plays piano on the new song, new album. Funky. Now, now, you did the first album in only three weeks. Yeah, because that's all we had time to do it in. So you're going to take a little bit more time doing this About next three album? And a half, three and, and a half weeks. <laughs> we need that extra two days. It would have sounded incredible. <laughs> we got more time and more... Uh, Better producer. More money. Who's the producer on this next album? Uh, who is it? John Jackson. Fred Flintstone. Okay. <laughs> Do you guys have a title? You know what? So faster because get fans are yeah, going to know gonna what called to wait for. It's over. Wake me when it's over. And why is it going to be called that? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We're going to be back with more interesting, <laughs> vital stuff with Faster Pussycat. <laughs> and we're back here with Faster Pussycat. Um, you guys have been labeled as being a glam band. Do you feel mm -hmm. that the word glam is kind of Getting tired, or they're not using the word anymore, or yeah, dying it's, out. It's, that glam is more about image than music. You know, I mean, you can't call music glam. Really, it's not you know, glam. glam. Is there a way that you would describe your image? Glam. <laughs> <laughs> and is there a way you describe your music? Glam. Okay. No, 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 our new music though is a lot more soulful and funky. It grooves. It's, it grooves. It's kind of like Sly Stone meets. Sly Stone. Motorhead. Sly Stone meets Sybil. Okay, now the movie The Metal Years is now out on home video. When that movie came out, it's okay, I haven't either. When the movie came out and you saw it in the theater, what was it like seeing your big face on a big screen? It's kind of cool. You were there. Yeah, well, I saw your face. I thought it was frightening, but... I thought it was frightening. And are you want to... Do you like being in movies? Do you guys want to be like... Dude, I'm going to be the next Hulk Hulk. I was going to say... I want to be like... Deja vu. John Donson, you know, actor, singer, you know, mm -hmm. extraordinary. Well, thanks a lot, guys, for stopping by. No problem. That was Faster Pussycat. Right back to you, Adam. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Welcome to another edition of the Hold On Podcast. We should have started recording a few minutes ago because you missed a lot of fucking talk. It was fucking pretty interesting. But Hold you know, on. Hold on. Yeah, but Shane told me to hold on. Mooger, I mean. Mooger. Fucking change your name to Mooger. You know, I'm like Ron Burgundy. I don't know how to do that, sir. Let me see if I can do that you right now. Just click your on. name and then in the corner it'll tell you. I don't you could know. sit. Yeah, you could click your name and you could change your... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. I've only been in a tech world for... 30 years i don't know how to work fucking skype so <laughs> all that's right cool. it's okay i'll remember mooger i'm gonna write that down remember call him mooger all right <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna go fuck you san diego all right man jerry what's up brother <laughs> uh what's going on everybody nothing bad <laughs> yeah you went to alanis morissette in 2020 how was she awesome Yes, I love Alonis. See, there you go. You make you, you make fun of me for liking Alonis Morrison. You never do that. Did I? Did I? That, that is that is no good saying. That is prime. 
making fun of somebody who likes Alanis Morissette. How did so, I make fun of it? I said, so you went to the... No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying he can leave off Ghost and make fun of me for liking Alanis Morissette. So hey, hey. I'm, giving, I, I, I'm, giving you new, I'm giving you new material, man. I like more songs by Alanis Morissette than I do by Ghost. So there's no reason to make fun of her. And she's hot. I got it. Hey, isn't that ironic? <laughs> Don't you think? What, what was that, Michael? I said, I got to agree with you there about Alanis Morissette. Yep. Uh, agree with Jerry or me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I have no qualms about Alanis. I just asked him about his fucking shirt. The people listening on the audio, he's wearing a Alanis Morissette shirt. Oh, I, dude. I mean, it's like you. You have you, you. usually. If I was wearing a ghost shirt, you would definitely have gotten on me about that. So well, you wear it next time, and let's see. That's where I. Wear, that's where I usually wear plain tees when I'm on this fucking show, dude. Because you. you, you like ridicule, not ridicule, not ridicule, but comments on everything. Hey, I wear that that sticks crash of the crown shirt to piss you off. There you go. You're incriminating yourself. You're incriminating yourself. You don't even realize. But we're we're brothers, man. We bust balls. Nothing wrong with that shit, man. I, no, I get it. But I'm just saying, it's like you know, when I give it to you, you're like, oh, I didn't deserve that. Yes, you oh. did. Oh, I never shit. say that. But see, but what's different about me is I know what I know. I know you, and you know me, so we're not going to get you know personal or pissy. So you know, yeah, we used, <laughs> we used to block each other once a week when we were arguing politics. <laughs> Suck politics, dude. Fuck politics, man. <laughs> Fuck it to hell. Fuck those fucking shit. They're the biggest shit stirrers in the world. I'm off of politics now. But Ahmed, how you doing, Mooger? I'm uh, hopped up on cold medicine, fighting a horrible head cold, chest cold, wife and I, but kicking ass, man. Well, we, uh, I did some exciting stuff today, man. I, we went shopping for towels. Cool. <laughs> That's how you know you're over 40. You get excited. I tell you, yeah, I tell you what, yeah, the pleasures, the pleasures of getting older are so easier, you know what I mean? It's so easier obtained, you know? But yeah. we, did re we did return a... Uh, a turntable that we didn't want, that we thought was going to be what we wanted, and we were actually able to go to our local independent record store, Wooden Nickel, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and uh, we actually bought what we wanted, which was a Bluetooth uh, turntable, which you could have this anywhere in the house, and you could put it into the house system. You know, we have a, a system, so you can just pop pop a record, you know, pair it to the sound bar and you're good to go. You know what? Yeah. That, that rules. I have an, an old lady in the house. It's like, I can't blast music until they're gone. It's like, even my <laughs> wife goes, that's too loud. I go, fuck, man. I can't even... It can't be that. loud enough for us. It can't be. Dude. So we're, we're, we're good. Dude, yes. I got 12-inch woofers in my car. The first thing I did when yeah. I got my new car, yeah, I fucking upgraded that stereo system because I'm showing these guys. The magnet was that small when they took out the magnets. They were that small because I turned it up to 12 and they go, bleh, bleh, bleh. it sounded like it was brick. Everything was brick walled. Just fucking distorted the fuck. <laughs> so I went to fucking Alan Ed's auto sound and said, give me fucking something that rips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking, I, I can't handle a bad car stereo system. I remember as a kid when I used to go my mom car shopping, the first thing I did, mom, this has a crappy stereo. Let's get the other one. Well, that's too expensive. Well, can you upgrade that stereo? <laughs> <laughs> I was always an audiophile, man. <laughs> I was one of the best shit. You can't You're afford like, the you, best you, shit, but... Yeah, you sound like my brother, because the first thing he would do anytime 
we never had new cars growing up, you know, with me, it was always a secondhand used car, whatever. But the very first thing my brother would do is get in and crank it and see how loud that stereo was. He was like, I can fix that. And you always knew somebody who had speakers and amps and shit. <laughs> yeah, man. That, I, I've been doing that since my first car. I upgraded that Chevy Sprint stereo system within two weeks. I go, fuck this shit. I need woofers. I want this yeah. shit to bump. I'm tired of hearing those fucking people playing LL Cool J when I could play some fucking other shit. I like LL Cool J, but that's what they did back in the, at that time in 88 and 87. Hey, Mark, you just knocked it out. Mama told you to knock it out. You're good. <laughs> yeah. So. But, uh, man, and then we got to welcome our guest, man. First time guest on the show, Jerry. Can you see yeah. the name or does it say live to you? I changed it says live CID. Yeah, it's, my, it's Michael Berlin. I changed his name for me. So, because you know, okay. I'm Ron Burgundy. I read the teleprompter. So I'd be saying yeah. live one, two, five, four, Frank. <laughs> 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 well, is there 3.14 in there anywhere? We can call him Pi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, Mooger. Yeah, I kept telling him, change your name, dude. And I said, fuck it, I'll change it for me. Because <laughs> I'm going to be sitting there going, okay, live. <laughs> I needed a name, man. <laughs> uh, especially when you're drunk, I'm going to go, eh? Yeah? All right, man. So this is an album I picked. Uh, Faster Pussycat, Wake Me When It's Over. We got, like, and uh, I'm supposed to have another guest on here with you, Michael, Jason Harris. Uh, he's a yep. Bushy's friend, uh, you know, bass players of funny videos, if you guys, mm -hmm. and on the Plug podcast. Uh, he's a pretty cool dude. He will be on another episode. He had some family stuff. He was going to be on BS this week, too, and he couldn't make it. I had two cancellations, uh -oh. man. It was fucking shit. But Al Horta came in, and fucking, we would have done it with three, but I like, I like a foursome. Uh, so we're doing Wake Me When It's Over, man, by Faster Pussycat. Uh, I don't know your history with this band. Jerry, do you have a history with this band? Yeah, and it's not such a good history. Uh-oh. Oh. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Mooger. Actually, hold on. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. I do appreciate Greg Steele. I think he's a very talented guitar player. And a very talented musician in general, so I'll say that, say that much about. And Eric Stacey's a pretty good bass player, so I'll give him compliments on that part of the band. All right, Mooger. Well, um, the history I know, you know, are you talking about my personal history Your with personal the band? History with the band. How did yeah, you get into okay. them? What do you think? Oh you well, know? I saw them open up for. There was a triple bill at our Coliseum here in Fort Wayne. And it was Alice Cooper on the Raise Your Fists and Yell tour. So oh, yeah. it, was Alice, it was Alice Cooper, Ace Fraley, Faster Pussycat. And they were on their um, debut album. So, yeah, I heard, first time I ever heard of them or heard them was live. And they basically played the entire debut record. Um, I didn't have MTV, so I didn't see the MTV videos until later. Um, but my God, they were, they were something, they were something, they were punk on that first album. They were punk, but they had like kind of this bluesy rip because Brent Muscat was in there. I think kind of bringing that in, but, uh, I really, I, I didn't know what to think of them to be honest with you when I first heard them. So it wasn't until I got the first cassette of the first record 
listen to it all the way through, which is different than hearing it live. Uh, yeah, it was good, man. I, 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 I grew to really like them. I saw that Alice Cooper tour, but Ace wasn't there. It was Spencer Pussycat and just Alice Cooper. I remember that. For some reason, Ace did play. Uh, uh, Ace's new album. Ace, Ace actually screwed me twice. He was supposed to go for Iron Maiden on Seventh Son, but that night, for some reason, he canceled down in South Florida. Pissed me off, man. That's two times. I, I, I was going to go when you guys were having sex. Did he go, ack, ack? Because <laughs> he screwed you twice. <laughs> big time, dude. Fucker. <laughs> Did he have a big schlong? Well, you know. I know. That's Paul. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Oh, man. This is free for it, man. We go everywhere and anywhere we want. But, uh, I'll, I'll go next and let Michael go last, man. I, I got a disband on this album, man. I heard, uh, was it, um, House of Pain? I go, that is a cool song. And I, I got it because Columbia House gave it to me for free. So thank you, Columbia House. I got this CD for free. I wasn't going to go buy it because of uh, House of Pain because I, I barely knew them from the first tape cassette, their first debut album. My friend had it on his wall and I looked at it. I go, dang, these guys don't look like Poison. They look like a trashier version of Poison. They weren't pretty. (laughs) They had makeup on. They ain't pretty. They ain't a pretty boy band, you know. Maybe they're like the London Choir Boys, Jerry. Yeah, see, there you go. There you go. You have to bring something up all the time. I miss Charles, man. (laughs) Okay. Is he not incriminating himself, guys? Easy. no, I mean, it's truth. I'm, 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 he does it all well, the time. The London Choir Boys are kind of ugly, too. Yeah, but they're more sexier. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I'll give you that, Jerry. Huh? I'm going to give you that one. Well, I'm just saying they weren't poison. They weren't like, I look at the tape and go, oh, these are some hot chicks. I go, oh, God, these are. All hot. right, okay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil it a little bit here. I don't hate the entire album. There you go. How about that? All right, man. And I, I like this band, and I've been a fan ever since this album. And I, I have missed albums. I think the last one I listened to back then was in 92, Whipped, and Whipped was good. And then I forgot about them. They were very forgettable for some reason. They haven't released a lot since Whip. They've done, like, Power in the Glory Hole. They've done, like, you know, like little releases here and there. But they haven't really done a full-length in a long time yeah from 1992 and then they released a new album in 2001 which was between the valley of the ultra pussy yep and then what did they release after that they went to uh not much man front row and the donkey show and no power and the glory horde 2006 five years later and then three years later front row for the donkey show oh don't talk about a donkey show oh god (laughs) Uh, bad memories there I, did I ever tell you guys about the donkey show? A clerk's <laughs> too? Huh? No, no, I've, no, I know what that joke means so much to me from Clerks too. I'll tell you why. We went to Tijuana back in the day, back in the 80s, and we were like just sitting there drinking, drinking and shit, just partying down in Tijuana. It was cool. And then this guy goes, hey, you guys want to go to the donkey show? And all my friends go, yeah, let's go to the donkey show. And I go, I don't want to go to a fucking donkey show. Let's just fucking just sit here and drink some cervezas. I go, no, let's go. To the... So we get in this cab. He takes us to the, the guy. The cab driver was the guy promoting the donkey show. And Jerry left during this good story. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Probably had to take a piss. But uh, so, unfortunately, <laughs> I was the first one who walked into that bar with the donkey show. 
I saw this guy sucking a donkey's dick. God, how did we get on a donkey show? Because they fucking faster pussy donkey show album. All right, let's just stop. Yeah, exactly I'll what I said. I'll show myself out. I'll show myself out if we continue this path. Okay? But I'm just saying, you know how you know how, done. you know how traumatic We're that done. was. You know how traumatic that was for me. Like it is traumatic for you listening to it. I saw it. Uh, I ran. No, I can't get the visual out of my head, Mark. <laughs> Okay, so I didn't see it, but I sure as shit saw into my head, asshole. Yeah, I love you. I, I love you, you brother. But don't ever bring that up again, please. Hey, I was smart. Ran in, my friend. Oh. Went, I ran out and said, "Don't go in there. Don't go in there." They went in and they ran out too. And the taxi cab driver bolted, laughing at us. Unfortunately, I have unfortunately I have headphones. I heard the whole fucking thing. <laughs> so this week we're we're covering we're, we're reviewing well, Wake Me When It's Over. Well, yeah. So Michael, what's your uh, history with Faster Pussycat? Uh, I got into Faster Pussycat during during the MTV days. Uh, House of Pain. Uh, first video I ever saw was House of Pain, and I was pretty well hooked on them from that. Uh, the whole album, I love the whole album. Uh, Slip of the Tongue is just, just really, that's probably my favorite song on the entire album. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a great song. We'll get into it. I, I own the album as well, but you can still see it. It's still sealed. Hey, I'll buy that off you. Never open. Mine is open the fuck up, and I just listened to it this afternoon getting ready for the show. Hell yeah. That's sealed records. They're meant to be played. Yep. <laughs> I can't remember where I got it. I think I got this when I bought a bundle somewhere um, off eBay. I can't remember how I got it. I've had it for years and never opened it. Never. Yeah. And and I listened to it the other day and it's probably going to remain sealed. Oh. That's a shame. That's a crying shame. Shame. <laughs> that's a crying Wait shame. Wait a minute. That might be a song on the record. <laughs> that's what I just said. <laughs> Good segue, buddy. All right, <laughs> let's. Um, do you have an MVP, uh, less valuable player of this team, Jerry? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I appreciate Greg and Eric. I think they're they're pretty good musicians. Um, least valuable player is Tame, man. Oh. I just ne never got into that guy's voice, man. Whiny. Oh. Um, he does have some good moments on this album, but man, I just, ugh, yeah, that's my least valuable player. Uh, I go to my <laughs> valuable player, which is fucking Tamey. I fucking love the fucking his vocal style. Did you go by Tammy or Team? I always thought it was Tammy. Okay. Tammy Dart. Right. I, I love him. I've never got to see them live, so I'm kind of jealous. Well, Jerry, you didn't care about it, but Mooger did, so he cared about what? it. So that's I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't remember if they were good or not. I mean, I really wasn't paying attention, so maybe they were. I don't, like I said, I, they were new at the time, so I was just there to see Alice. All right. My least valuable player is nobody, because I think they all pulled their weight on this this album uh yeah. Yeah. honestly album. i mean i'm kind of with you mark um going from the production of the very the debut to this one is huge and just just the musicianship that they brought i don't think anyone has is the the least valuable player but if i had to pick anyone it's always the drummer who mailed himself heroin in a 
teddy bear and got busted. So. Oh, what? I know that story. Yeah, the vinyl is missing a song. Yeah, it's missing uh, Please Dear. Oh, okay. It's not on the vinyl. It's not on the vinyl. You're absolutely right. And then what I'm not going to say. Yeah. But, um, Michael, who's your MVP and least valuable player of this band? MVP is I'm gonna go with I'm gonna agree with you, Tammy man. I love Tammy. Always have. He's a he's a friend of he's a friend of mine on Facebook actually. Nice. <laughs> we should get him on the podcast and Jerry could tell him how much he hates his voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid to. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna fucking nail Rick Fox. Hey, I, in off. fact, I contacted Rick Fox and he said, "Let's schedule Bring him on. Let's schedule yeah, something." But I'm not gonna yeah. schedule him when you're on vacation. So I'm, I'm not gonna be a total dick to him and say your voice sucks. I'm just gonna say, you know, I'm not a fan. I'm not gonna be a total asshole to him. I wonder if I told <laughs> Charles, "Hey, man, we're getting Rick Fox on the show." And Charles goes, "Fucking bring me on that show." I get to complain about Keel Fest too. <laughs> Yeah, I would say, Rick, I'm not blaming you, man, but I want my fucking $75 back somehow. So get a hold of Ron and get my money back, man. I spent $50. And he's the only guy that didn't sign the fucking album. He's the only guy I really liked from the band. Remember, you, remember he couldn't sign it because he was late or something? Yeah. But I bought that album. He said he'd sign it later. Fucker. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, does anybody want to buy a Keel album? Autograph? $50. Yeah, it, it's worth it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, li I'm lying through my teeth. I told you not to buy that album for a million times. I said, don't buy that. <laughs> the only good Keel albums are the first two and Steeler. The rest suck. Yeah, you know, the Keel album was put out on uh, Simmons Records. Yeah. I like early Keel. I, I, you know, the first couple albums from Keel were really good, I thought. Yep. That's what I just said. The first two. Yeah. And yep. Steeler. Oh, you don't like it, Mooger? You don't like Ron Keel? Fuck no. None of it. None of it. All None of, of it. I like Right to Rock. Yeah, I right like rock. the man. I like the man as a person. He is like a dude I could drink some beers with, shoot some pool, have some chicken wings with, talk about music all day long. I love the guy. I've just never been into his music. Any of it. Dude, he started off Keel Fest 2 with a fucking ballad. Who does that? Who starts off a show with a ballad? Yeah. <laughs> I well, I don't think they got many drinks because that bar was slow. <laughs> they were overwhelmed. I, I think that concert gave us fucking COVID. I don't think it was fucking anything oh, else. Dude, we were, we were, were you there, Jerry? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah, I, I had to leave Sunday morning, so I didn't get a chance. You guys met at the uh, the comedy show. Comedy, comedy right? show. Yeah, right, right, right. I left Sunday morning to go because I was feeling like shit, so that's why I didn't go. Well, yeah. did you get COVID there? Yeah, we oh, both yeah. had COVID, dude. Well, I got hunt, COVID. I got COVID in the twenty-one um, Nashville visit. I'm not going to mention it because this convention doesn't need to be tagged with you know giving people COVID. If you go out and you take the risk, you get COVID. We already said where we got it from, so they're already. I what. know, God damn it! I'm not <laughs> saying it though. I'm not hey, saying it. It's not their fault. We, I was on a plane. I probably got it on the plane. You know, well, when, you get that, when you get that many people together, man, chances are you're going to catch some kind of. Or Jerry, baby, Jerry, you were sick like, when you got there. Yeah, I think I got I got it the first night we were there at the uh, at the bowling alley. Um, bowling alley. That's why I first I, I woke up with this fucking sore ass throat, the worst 
sore throat I ever fucking had in my life. And I was like, man, what the hell is this? And that just got worse as days went on. Yeah, but well, we, when we when we left Nashville in 21, I just couldn't stop coughing. <laughs> Excuse me. Jerry, thank you. But yeah. uh, I just couldn't, like, remove what was in my chest would not loosen. Right. And I took mucinex, I drank water. We, like, finally took a test. We were positive. I was like, God damn it. Thank God I can work from home. So I just said, hey, I'm going to work from home for the next you know, 14 days or whatever the quarantine was at that time. Then I landed in the hospital for six days. $70,000 later, they saved my life. So. Oh, uh, shit. Right it's fucking on. brutal. Well, knock on wood, guys. I never got COVID. So Good. hopefully yeah. I I, I lasted like what? Um, that's the first time I got COVID. What is when I went there? So I went pretty a long time without getting it. So I was pretty like that was my second time. But now you've got the immunity to that virus for a while, so you're right. you'll be okay. But, but the thing yeah, is, yeah. I get it, and the symptoms are a little like the first day, and then after the second day, I'm like, "What's up? Let's go party." <laughs> Right. No, that's the thing. I got it in that, like, I finally slept and I slept real hard. And I woke up. We tested on Tuesday or Wednesday, I think. And that Saturday, I was like, man, I'm over it. This is great. Let's rock. Yeah. And I was full of energy until I wasn't and I crashed and I just, oh, that, it just was downhill from there. So. The first time I. Everybody, if you believe in vaccines, get them. If you don't, don't. We're not promoting that either way. We're just saying COVID sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, saying it I got it first time, I think Christmas Eve, two to three years ago. And we were coming out of like, uh, what's that Italian fucking buco da pepo Christmas Eve family dinner. That's a, like a big Italian. They give you big portions of food, family size portions. And so uh, I, I came out of there. I was like fucking freezing, dude. I, I had never been this cold in my life. I live in California, so I don't know what minus degrees feels like. I felt like I just couldn't get warm. I got in the car, turned on the heater. I couldn't get warm. It was on full blast. My wife and my mother-in-law were burning up. I ran into the house. I turned the fuck up the heater. got under 10 blankets. It's fucking shivering my ass off. And, and took I, your temperature, and you were probably 104. I didn't <laughs> check my temperature. I just went to sleep. And when I went to sleep, I woke up two hours later. I was fine. I was like, damn, I feel great. <laughs> Dude, when I get a cold, it lasts two days. So that's normal for me. And I got the diabetes, man. So <laughs> I'm a diabetic, too. I'm well for Grimley, and I got the diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> no, he calls it diabetes. You never saw the commercials with Wilford Brimley? I got the diabetes. <laughs> no. You never saw that? Him promoting diabetes, getting checked and shit? He said, diabetes. I got the diabetes. That's how they said it. I'm going to find that. They have t-shirts. They have t-shirts that say it has his face of diabetes on it. (laughs) Yeah, that's how he said it. All right. All right, let's get to this album, man. Uh, Wake Me When It's Over. It was released in August 28, 1989. It went gold. It had, I think, what did it chart at? It charted in the USA at 48. US Hot 100 was 28. U.S. Mainstream Billboard 23. Like I said, it sold over 500,000 copies. It went gold. And that's... I think this was their biggest success. And then they just dropped off the face of the earth and people forgot about them after this. I got well, it's, it's because of the one song that yeah. we'll talk about. And that's not the best song on the album. 
to me. But let's get into this album, man. I started off. I picked the. T I picked where there's a wit. There's a way. So here is. Where's my recorder? Ah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fuck me. One second, dudes. <laughs> I got it. There it is. So here's where there's a wit. There's a way on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was where there's a wit there's a way. I picked this track, man. God dang, I got into this I got this from Columbia House because I liked fucking House of Pain, but I didn't want to buy the album because I was afraid it'd be all ballads. But uh <laughs> shit. This fucking song fucking rules. The first time in my CD came on in my car. Fucking love the breaks they use with that lady singing in the background. This is total LA fucking sunset strip sleaze rock at its fucking best. Maybe the top song by this band for me of all time. Michael, what do you think about it? I think it was I think it was a really good one. Uh I wouldn't say it's the best. I wouldn't say it's the best one, but I liked it. What did you think about it, Mooger? What an opening track for a record, dude. I mean, seriously, this is so good. The whole dun 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 if she's credited or who was doing that. She's credited. Her name is Emmy Can Can Canyon. Well, I hope she earned every cent because but that was amazing. She isn't clickable on uh, Wikipedia, so I don't, I'm don't. i going to have to look her up separate and see what she's done. Well, I tell you what. This song, like I said, we just got our new turntable. We put it on. It was the first song we listened to this afternoon, and... This song, to me, does not sound dated at all. Some of the production, maybe. Some of the, like, snare drumming, you know what they did in the day. They, you know, made it pop or whatever. But I I, I would listen to... I, this song is amazing. I give it... This is my five out of five. Hey, man, sure. I just looked up Ibby Canyon. You know, she's a uh, former Mick Mars wife. Oh, she was she a was nasty a, habit? She was the backup singer for uh it was a nasty career. habit okay yeah so right. that's pretty cool and she died that also sucks. oh that's not cool oh. no she's passed away man but okay well let's was, just look. god let's damn she's a hot blonde jerry look her up <laughs> i know she is i saw the same old situation video oh she was in there okay. yep damn yeah. man, that's fucking awesome oh. that that <laughs> was the nasty habits yeah, yeah we got to give her some credit man you know, oh. no, she's not even clickable on fucking Wikipedia. Well, rest in peace, honey. You yeah. did a great job singing on this song for sure. Yeah, it's Jerry. Oh, okay. Um, actually, there's some more trivia. I think Steve Riley actually played drums on this track. Actually. I was gonna try to ignore him, um, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> It actually isn't bad. It's, yeah, I love the opening riff. It's nice, down and dirty, man. It's actually a pretty good tune, man. And I give Greg a lot of credit for his sleazy guitar playing. It's really good. Sleazy. Uh, uh, just uh, not a huge fan of Timmy's voice. Excuse me. It's got the standard '80s big chorus. You know what I mean? That big chorus where everybody gangs the vocals, this and that on it. It's typical, but it's not bad. I mean, I'll give it a three out of five. All right, so then we get to the next song, Little Dove, which uh, Michael picked. So here's Little Dove on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening.
Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. And join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show.
All right, Michael, that was Little Dove, man. Talk about this track. Uh, hadn't, hadn't really listened, hadn't really listened to it in a long time, and when I pulled the album out and listened to it, I was, I was, you know, pleasantly surprised. I forgot, I forgot how good a track it was, man. Just really, just really good. All right, Jerry, what do you think about it? Uh, Mike, I hope you forgive me for what I'm about to say about this song. But, uh, dude, say please. what you want. We don't care, dude. Talk shit. <laughs> Fucking give, I, I just, give it. We, you know, we're like the emperor. Yeah, here. Hate is good. Hate is good. Dude. I've, uh, I, you know, I've heard this song a thousand times, man. I, I just don't care for it. I think the vocal, the chorus on the, the vocals are weird. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking too fucking long. Nothing about this song really, really is good in my opinion. I, I, this is a one out of five for me. Sorry, I don't care for it. All right, man. They start off with this offbeat. It gives you such a killer rhythm. It's, it's kind of bouncy. I love Tammy's vocals on it. it. He he doesn't sing the best, but he rules because he doesn't. Nobody sounds like him. He's like a hybrid of like Steven Tyler versus somebody else. I don't know. Those guys. I think it's Mick Jagger and Steven uh -huh. Tyler. He has both those, man. Those vocals in the chorus are just, I don't know, there's something weird about it. I just them. like, I just drive me crazy, rock me little, dun 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 that fucking, it's like a, it's like a weird offbeat, bouncy fucking song. I fucking love it. Fucking double, fucking, it's just a great song. Fucking little fucking double entendres on this song, you know. Blow my missile, <laughs> rock me little dev. Come on, what does that mean? Fucking great fucking sleazy fucking lyrics that I, I think they were sleazier than Guns N' Roses at this time. That's just my opinion. Uh, Mooger, what do you think, man? When I initially heard the song, when I first bought the cassette, I thought it was the most awful song I've ever heard in my life. Whoa. I was just <laughs> like, oh, this, this sucks. It's like, what is this? Um, but... Give me about, you know, 20, 30 years. This song's amazing. Yes. Um, it, it, it does have that bouncy feel. Yes. But I'm not a huge fan of the chorus. Only because of the notes it takes. It's like... It's like, what are you doing? But but, but the music and the, the musicianship on it is awesome. And I think... This song would have been better suited for Aerosmith on an album called Night in the Ruts. They could have oh, done this. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's probably why I like it. I love that fucking album. Fuck yeah. Fucking, well, spoiler alert, we haven't reviewed that album yet, so it sucks. But <laughs> It's all right, man, but I, 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 I took this, Jerry, you'll be appreciate this. I took it from a two out of five. Because I just was remembering it, but I, I, I moved it to a four out of five. So. Nice. Some shit grows here. There's a couple songs that have actually grown on me that, I, that I've changed my mind about, so Jerry, I'll get to them. Well, it's like shit. The first three songs we picked as our tracks, Jerry went all the way to the, almost to the end. Well, the end of the CD, not the, the end of the vinyl. But, uh, spoiler alert but uh house of pain you picked this mooger so here it is dude 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 you, you skipped the song dude i skipped the song oh the poison poison ivy. ah there we go well you know i, I wish he would skip it i wish he would skip it all right jerry so go ahead poison ivy well, go for it jerry 
Oh man, I fucking hated this song back then, and I still fucking hate it now. <laughs> but tell us how you really feel. Tell us but, how you really feel. But something I did notice that was cool in the song I never noticed before, and it was just fucking the great piano playing during the chorus. I thought it was pretty cool sounding, so I'll give a props to that. Um, again, has that standard '80s big chorus shit. What's wrong with so, that? What is wrong? It's just we so would love to have that now. What's well, wrong with that? Bands, there are some bands that do it well and some bands that don't. God. Um, God. So I've been giving <laughs> albums. I've been giving a lot of albums I didn't care for another look uh, to see if maybe I, I would change my mind about. This does not appear to be one that I'm going to be looking back to in the future. This is a, a two out of five just because of the cool piano playing. God damn. I don't understand. You, you act like big choruses are disparaging. Like No, I, not at all. But some, like I said, some people do it well, like Tesla. Hang tough. Yeah. It sounds cool the way they do it. Um, Tesla's amazing. I it just Love sounds it. like it just sounds like a bunch of dudes getting together in a circle jerk. and I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. I, I is just, it, isn't that a donkey Groove? show? That's my, Some bands. You told show. said never to bring up the talkie show again, and you did. I didn't say not to bring it up. I told Jerry to go to it. No, some bands. Some bands do good. And some bands don't. <laughs> I don't. Like I said, I don't entirely hate this album. But I just don't really like. I never cared for this song. All right. All right, uh, Michael. What do you think of uh, Poison Ivy? Uh, to be honest, I haven't really, I haven't really listened to it in a long time. Uh, I didn't get a chance to listen to this one, so, uh, don't really have an opinion on it at the moment. All right, I'll it go like, It was like, it was kind of like a minor hit for him, wasn't it? Yeah. It was played on the radio a few times, I think. Uh, okay. God dang. Jerry. I have to go back to that one. Jerry, don't don't worry. I I I didn't know what you thought of this song when I wrote this review. So, <laughs> oh man, you look at the song; it's going to be a cover. No, they 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 fucking made their own version of Poison Ivy. Those lyrics, man, just fucking the song rules. Great rhythm, great vocals all around. I love the honky tonk piano, Jerry. So I agree with you on that. That's fucking some cool. You know, if you ever listen to this podcast, I love a lot of fucking funky pianos. Fucking piano rules, because uh, Ario Speedwagon with the great Neil Daltrey and his piano yeah. playing. Fucking that guy got me into becoming a piano player, player, and plus Billy Joel. But uh, fucking and then the gang vocals, Jerry, that are dated. <laughs> fucking rule. This is a great sing along fucking song. I fucking love it. Get it, hit it, Mooger. Dude, Dave. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Shane. One thing. Data does not mean bad all the time. All right. <laughs> well, I was calling you out on that because it's make good entertainment. Come on. Mooger, get it, hit it. All right. So I believe this was the first single released for the record. Um, and I what, and I actually had MTV out this time. And I remember thinking, what a fun song, man. Just what a fun song. And always loved the track. And... We still, my wife and I still reference a lot of the shit, lyrics from the song, you know. It'd be like, ah, damn it, I'm itching, but I'm out of Calamine, you know. I mean, it's 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 just a great song. Jerry, uh... Wait, you and your wife? You, no, no, I man, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay to think that it's kind of a generic gang vocal song. <laughs> and it is, and it's from 89. What's wrong And they were doing that? gang vocals, the piano rules... 
this song is not Einstein. It's not. They didn't reinvent the wheel. They're not Prague. They're not Rush on the song. They're just like playing four chords and having a great fucking time, and I love it. It's a fucking. I give this song five out of five on my end. It's Ooh. a fucking party, fucking sleaze, L.A. glam gang vocal goodness to me, man. I fucking love this shit, and gang vocals are fucking coming back. Newer bands are starting to do gang vocals again because you know why? It fucking rules. I love the gang <laughs> vocals, man. Because it's fucking. Jerry doesn't hate gang vocals. I didn't. He's say saying it. they need to be used in context. <laughs> Thank you. Dude, we don't defend people on this show. <laughs> I'm just joking. I love you guys. Well, then we get to the next track, which I'm on track, right? House of Pain, yes. which yeah. uh, Mooger, you picked, right? So here we go oh, yeah. on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
How's the pain, Mooger? Fuger? Well, I tell you what. In the day of generic ballads where everybody was just doing a ballad and you had to have that ballad on that record or it wasn't going to sell, this one to me is one of the best. It still gets me emotional because I was having issues with my dad and I didn't see my dad a lot because he was working in another state. And, you know, the production on it, the playing on it, it's, it's fucking perfect if you like a power ballad. And the meaning of it to me is personal, and I'll always love it for that. So every time I hear it, I tear up. I'm not afraid to say that. So I'll give this a five out of five. Yeah, I agree with you, man. This album is pulling no punches for me. One great song after another. Starts off with that freaking... Uh... Uh, it's just fucking great. I remember the song being played all over MTV and the radio. Stone Cold Classic. It's not like a real power ballad, but it is a power ballad. You know what I'm saying? It's like the lyrics are dark. It's not like a lovey-dovey ballad, which you had Home Sweet Home and fucking Heaven and stuff back then. It's like, this isn't like, Bon Jovi, this is like really deep lyrics, and it's a fucking great fucking song. I never get tired of it. Great pick, Mooger. Um, hey, Mark, it's kind of dark, like uh, Fade to Black is by Me from Metallica. Yeah, it's a really dark ballad, man. Yeah. So then we get to you, uh, Michael. Man, I'm giving this one five out of five. I, I gotta go with what Mooger was saying. I was feeling... I was going through the same same situation at the time. My mom and dad had split when I was ten, and I was I was still reeling from it. So I I, I feel you on that one, Mooger. Right, I just That's I'm like you. Every time I hear the song, man, I'm 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 gonna tear I'm gonna tear up. Just just happens. Yeah, it's really it's been a real emotional song for me. It's not even a real, it's not a power ballad. I don't think it, it's just dark. dark it's just fuck. dark. Yeah. Like I say, it's, not, it's, it's real dark like Fade to Black was with Metallica. Yeah, yeah it, it's a definitely a, 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 it's a dark lyric for sure. It's about a little boy missing his dad. And exactly. It, it's, exactly. But no one, as far as I know, in the song is dead, but maybe they are, you know? I mean, yeah. the video didn't portray that, but. But I, you know, I portrayed, I lived sitting on the front porch waiting for dad to come home who wasn't coming home. You know? Yeah, I sat there. I was with my baseball mitt. I was with my baseball, you know, the baseball on my mitt. I was sitting there. Mom was like, you can sit out here forever, but he's not coming home, you know. And yep. so... So I lived through a lot of that. And yep. so that's why those lyrics are like, okay, well, this might be a GCD song, but it, it's, it's, you know, the way he portrayed it and the best that Tam, Tammy could do, he sung a really good ballad. So, and it, yeah, you're right. It's not a power ballad. It isn't like at the end, the lovers get together and everyone wins. No. No. It ends, but he still never gets caught. He's, he's in pain. Know? Power ballads aren't about pain. It's about, it's like, hey, man, I fucked you. You're good. Let's, like, stay together, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so this is, this is, uh, this is a very personal song to me, whether 
you know, and I know a lot of people, you know, bag it because of, ah, it's just typical ballad for you. You have to put a ballad on a record. Well, no. the music, you could have put any lyrics to the same song, the same music, and it could have been a power ballad. It could have been sappy. Yeah. It's the lyrics that bring it out for me. Yes, yep. Exactly. Definitely. So then we get to you, uh, Jerry. Boy, you guys set me up to be a total asshole. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I try, Jerry. I try. I remember you mentioned the GCD song. Just about every power ballad, power ballad in the fucking 80s was GCD, if you think about it. Um, maybe a little B minor in there. Yeah. But, uh, Man, I've shit on this song for such a long time. I listened to it again, and man, I fucking love it. Yes. Yeah. I love the acoustic riffs on it, and uh, the lead work over that the, the intro acoustic is is, is 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 amazing. It really is, man. Very touching lyrics. Very touching emotion in Tammy's voice. Catchy, sad chorus. You know. And the timekeeping on this song by the bass and drummer, man, the bump, 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 all through it is just really fucking top notch. This is a five out of five, man. I've really grown to love this song. So, yeah. I'm really happy. He just, he he just scratched out all of his notes and said, This song sucks. I give it a one out of five. <laughs> it's it's nothing scratched off. Oh, dude. My hand would hurt writing <laughs> like that. I got to do it on my I'm phone. Joking. Okay, I know people listen to the lyrics a lot. I do too, but I, I kind of break the music apart. If you've known me, how I dissect songs because I play the guitar, so right. I like I like I like you know tearing the the the, the instruments well, down during the song. Yeah, but that like you said that that really smooth pentatonic solo over that front part, you know, the intro. You're right. It's just, in my opinion, oh my god, it's just perfect. I mean, it's not hard. It's not flashy. Yeah. Exactly, and you don't need to play like, and you don't need to be a bass player like Steve Harris or a drummer like Neil Peart Peart. to to come out with good. You don't have to go a million miles an hour to play a good rhythm, and the rhythm in that song really stands out if you if you if you listen, pay attention to how it's done. Not flashy, but just well done. They really locked in on that. If if Neil Peart said how to enunciate his name, it's still wrong because he said Peart. Because people call him Pert. He said That's that. Right. He said, he told Eddie Trunk how to say his name. God, I had maybe we fucking get on a rush somehow. That's my fault, I guess. Well, we get on the main and other shit, too. So, fuck off. <laughs> I'm just saying, he said how to say yeah, his yeah, name. Headline the show is full of rush and donkey show material. Oh, <laughs> we'll talk about the main. How's I will not doing? be a part of that. <laughs> hey, we might we might get a lot of curious listeners, so they might tune in. Oh, <laughs> I gotta remember to write this in the notes. Hey, we talk about a donkey show, <laughs> but uh, shit, oh, I lost my track. We're on up. You just finished House of Pain, Jerry. Yeah. So we get too. to the next song, "Gonna Walk." I'll take this one first. This fucking album is fucking kicking it. Oh man, this song rules. The bass is pumping. Just in your face, rocking leads coming in and out of it. Such a killer rhythm. Band should have been fucking bigger. You know, I fucking forgot about them after Whipped. So, be, but they did take a shit long time to make albums. And it wasn't the internet age during the 90s or the 2001. Because I didn't have a computer until like 2000, late 2001. So I didn't know what the fuck 
Faster Pussycat was doing at that time. So, but then uh, we get to you, Jerry. Okay. Starts out with kind of a cool bass and drum opening, kind of a shuffle-ish, which is pretty cool, but that's about it. This is another eight, filler 80s failure, in my opinion, man. Playing boring and not much to me to say. <laughs> yeah, so. Hey, would you like a band, a newer band, to make music like this right now? I do. Duskota. Duskota rules. Band. There are bands out there that do. Rival Sons. Rival Sons. You know, Charles is going, fuck Rival Sons right now. But if I can, yeah. uh, Michael, what do you think of Gonna Walk? Really good, man. Really good. Uh, really, it was the first time I really just listened to you know, just listened to it. Uh, really enjoyed it. All right, we in with you, Mooger. Gonna walk. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, gonna walk wasn't as high on my list until I realized that it's still climbing by Cinderella. I mean, it's got... It, I compared them, but that has, that's to why be a, that has to be a consensus review of Still Climbing by Cinderella. All three of us right, need to do but, that shit. We need my, to give that album some fucking props. There oh, fuck go. yeah. Um, but Gonna Walk, man, I said it's got a great shuffle to it. You know, if that makes any sense, like a little... You yeah, know, it's you got a shuffle, yeah. It's a shuffle. Yeah, man. man. It's got a good feel to it. It's got great guitar work. And I think we're all, like, missing maybe the MVP of this record is Brent Muscat because he is a great rhythm guitar player, and he plays some tasty leads, but he does it in the style of Keith Richards. Um, so, yeah, man, this is a really good Cinderella bluesy kind of good shuffle. And this is way, this album's released, you know, 10 years before Still Climbing or whatever, but. Um, I, I, I really like this song, and I, but I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5 because, as Jerry said, it kind of, it's it's got good musicianship, it's got good, it's got a good groove, but it kind of just plods along, and if I'm going to compare this to everything I've heard up to this point, not as good, so this is my first 3 out of 5. Alright, so Jerry, you're next, right? I already did it. You did it? So, Michael? Did we are do it? Yeah, we're good. We're on oh, okay. to the next track. Dude. That's called Alcohol out there and <laughs> then we get to uh pulling weeds i'm gonna start with you michael uh be honest with you i hadn't listened to this one. Oh, you need to do your homework man you have <laughs> you have noticed dude come on i like <laughs> the honesty kind of michael. Just, i like the honesty because he's kind of long for the ride which is awesome i love that i he's know cool. he's cool i just gotta give him shit that's what i do <laughs> hey, it's all good. <laughs> all right, man. So you didn't listen to it. So we go to you, Mooger. Uh, pulling weeds, man. Like I said, I forget like how good the musicianship grew from the debut to this one. You did it, the first one was like kind of power chords. Yeah, it was bluesy in the, it, its way, but it was like way more punk. And uh, I think it's a decent song. It's definitely catchy. But I give it a three out of five, man. Just doesn't hold up to the rest. All right, Jerry. Pulling weeds. Well, I know why Maria is crying. Because this song is fucking awful. Oh. I was hoping for something cool. I did because I really love the opening riff. They have, they do have some tasty guitar riffs all through this album. 
Uh, but nothing else resonates with me on this song. It's just boring. I know this is kind of a weird word, but it's overacted, in my opinion. It's just unremarkable. The lead is pretty good, but other than that, definitely it's a very, very, very boring song. Two out of five for me. All right, man. I think this is a killer slamming song. Headbanging here, you can't go wrong. Pure sleazy sunset strip rock and roll. Let's get some chicks. This song has a lot of Aerosmith influence on it. This is a fucking great fucking track. All right. So then we go. We did Pulling Weeds, right? Everybody said Pulling Weeds? Yep. Yep. Boom. So then we get to the next song, which I don't know why any of us didn't pick this fucking track. I just want to play it to fuck with people because you guys didn't pick it. It's like the second best track on this album, but I'm not going to play it. Jerry, what do you think of when there's a slip of the tongue? Boy, we've digressed to fucking poison level now. Oh, fuck! Such 80s cliche lyric. With a slip of the tongue, I'm in deep shit. How many fucking times have we heard that in a song? I haven't heard it. Well, who who else has said that in a song? I heard it a lot. I've never what? heard Slip of the Tongue We're in Deep Shit. I've never heard that. I did. House of Lords had a song called Slip of the Tongue about... Well, they were you know, before fucking, fucking House of Lords. So all these... I'm just saying, it's typical. All these Maybe they, they were the first ones there. who said that. People fuck, copied well, well, then, well, then fuck them even more for starting it. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Let's remember no, the no. real... Let's remember the real lesson here. Do not mm-hmm. let your sl- tongue slip into any deep shit, okay? <laughs> Now, that's say, a lesson. Jerry, continue. Bass player, the bass player, though, is better than Bobby Dahl. I'll say that much about this song. But, you know, this song is pretty lame. If you enjoy this song, more power to you. This is a one out of five. It's a generous one. Oh, Mooger. Well, hey, I'm with you, Mark. Um, great song. God damn, if we don't quote this song all the time. My wife and I, and that probably sick, but we do. Um, and if you don't think that this song is like catchy as shit, oh. Jerry, you're right, man. It's a so is, so is COVID. Oh. Right. But yes. you're also, also going to get this like cliche through the '80s, you know, slip of the tongue. I'm in deep shit. Um, yeah. So we right we on. You that. did the karaoke. Right on. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, but better it, voice it, than me. And I have a, a lung infection, so yeah. But it's <laughs> it's a uh, I don't know, man. It's just a party song. This is something you want to hear at a party while you get high, doing some drinks, doing some shots. And, you, and no, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I agree with you on that. It's, it depends on the situation you're in for some music, and maybe this is proof because, like, I don't like the Beach Boys or who's the Margaritaville guy? Uh, oh, I, don't, I don't. I love the Beach Boys, but I don't like Jimmy Buffett. But if I'm at the beach and I hear his music, it's fun to listen to. It depends on where you're at. So maybe you're right about that. Good it, it's just it, you're right, man. It's not a song you're going to put on when you're working on an Excel spreadsheet. Okay, <laughs> I don't Probably even know how not. to do that. You're smarter than I, Mooger. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, okay, but it, it's you know, it's a song that. If I'm going to have a few drinks and I'm going to put on this album, this is when I'm picking the needle back up and dropping again because I want to hear this again. It's so fun. I love this fucking song. Five out of five. Fuck yeah. Michael, what do you think about it? Five out of five. Absolutely, man. This is my my favorite track on the whole album. Uh, 
Awesome, buddy. Time I hear this song, get, I get I get pumped up. I want to be in a bar drinking and right. it's just awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, I this song just fucking comes in with a killer riff. We're in front of the ride on this song. This way, song way too much love for this song. I fucking love this. Like, with a slip of the tongue, uh -huh. I'm a deep shit. I'm doing my karaoke, bitches. <laughs> Fuck yeah. This song is Ear Candy 101. Oh, this man. This song fucking rules. This is fucking truth. This is fucking great. You know, you talk to your wife, man. You thinking about, hey, I shouldn't say this to her, but you say it because you fucking slip of the tongue. And you know you're yep. in deep shit with your wife later because you said yep. something you shouldn't have said. This song fucking yep. rings true. And Jerry, you know that's true. There's stuff you just say out of the moment where you go, I shouldn't have said that. And it'll fuck your wife will bring that back at you forever. <laughs> forever. Forever and ever and ever. Amen. God bless. <laughs> God bless. This song fucking rules and it rings true. I fucking feel this song, man. And oh, this, is like, another, this is another song that Steve Riley played drums on, by the way. He played two, uh, two Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. On this. okay. I like Steve Riley. I'm just gonna tell this. I liked him. I liked it when Tracy left and they did Hollywood Forever, Tales from the Strip. Those are some fucking great fucking records he made with Phil. But for hey, me, I met Mr. Riley a couple of, uh, if not several times. So I'm just oh, saying, wow. without Phil, it's not Guns N' Roses. It's not I'm not Guns. N it's not L.A. Guns. I had a slip of the tongue there. <laughs> Now you're in deep shit, Mark. I'm in deep shit with people. Listen to the, your favorite song's fucking advice. Come on. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I like that shit, but when Tracy and Phil got back together, it was L.A. Guns again for me. You know, yep. it, it's sad that Steve couldn't take part on it. He didn't really play on the first album. The first album is phenomenal. The debut album by L.A. Guns. And he was right. great in Wasp. He's great in other... I don't like Riley's L.A. Guns for the fact... That he had to fucking cop the L.A. Guns name. And he knows he didn't start that band. That's yeah, the only right. thing that pisses me off about Steve Riley. You know. Right. You know. I remember, when came, I, I remember when he came on that metal show. You know, Eddie Trunk interview, interviewed him on the. Interviewed him about that. Yeah, man, I, I don't like that. I didn't like fucking Great mm. White going out with Jack Russell either. I'm okay with Jack Russell saying Jack Russell's great white. That's fine with me. I wasn't fine yeah. with Riley saying Riley's LA Guns because he wasn't. Mm -mm. He wasn't a he wasn't a real member. Oh, Juan, Juan Crusade tried to do rap name too, didn't he? For a while. No, that was Bobby Blotzer. Bobby Blotzer, that's it. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, Bobby actually had a uh, a second. Yeah, it's. I heard that one. Blotzer's rap was pretty damn good though. All right, man. So then we uh, we're done with slip of the tongue. Everybody talked about it. Actually, oh, yeah. I, was in, I was incorrect. He did not play drums on us. He plays drums on another song coming up. My bad. All right, man. So everybody talked about slip of the tongue. So we get to the next song, which I told Jerry, it's a crying shame. You don't like this band, Jerry. Did I say it? Am I hating everything? No, but I'm just saying it's still a crying shame. You want me to talk about it? Oh, yeah, I, I, because you said, because I told right. you in the beginning of this. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy, we got some storms to start things out. Uh, amazing as this may sound, however, the song really isn't too bad. 
I like the lane this song is. It's a fucking. I like the, it's in a certain lane and it works. Um, it's not loud and obnoxious as some of the previous tunes. It's got some pretty cool toe tapping rhythms. Uh, yeah, pretty cool stuff happening here. And around the three twenty mark, there's some really interesting things going on there, which I like. And it's followed by a great alto guitar solo. So, not bad. I'm give this a four out of five. Oh wow! So we go to you, Michael. I give it a four out of five too. I gotta agree with Jerry on that one, man. It was just a, a ripping track, man. I loved yes. it. All right, man. So then I just say this sounds a lot of like Aerosmith sleazy type riffs. God dang, these riffs are fucking great. Oh man, uh, this song is just great. Again, just look look into this band, man. I know I forgot about them too, but they shouldn't be forgotten about. Because this band is fucking... Yeah. They have their own style. They didn't copy anybody like Britney Fox. Uh, <laughs> Mooger, what do you think about this? Well, man, I tell you what. This is one of many songs on this record that I think they they really took a open tuning, alternate tuning, Rolling Stones, Keith Richards kind of guitar riff attack. And, you know... Last night, listening to this with my wife and kind of going over the notes, I had actually only given this a two out of five. And she was like, how the fuck can you give this a two out of five? <laughs> hey, your wife rules, Jana. Shout oh, out. We're, yeah, we're going to have her We're gonna have her as a guest soon. Nice. Um, you know, later on. Uh, I tried to get Jared. To I, I said, I said <laughs> yeah, I said this song is, is like, it has a good Rolling Stones feel kind of a honky-tonk woman feel maybe a little bit to it. Um, so, man, I give this a 4 out of 5. Alright, so then I'll take the next track, Tattoo. Now they're going from Aerosmith to the Stones, and they do a really good job on it. This song reminds me of something you would hear on Sticky Fingers. This is great Southern sleaze LA rock right here. What do you think about it, uh, Michael? I gotta agree with you on that one, man. It's awesome. Loved it. All right, uh, then we go to you, Jerry. Well, I'm gonna yeah, give you a four, five, four to five. Yeah, you mentioned it. it's got this really cool kind of Rolling Stones intro to it, um, and it starts getting a little heavier. I love the music in this song. I really do. The band is really quiet on fire, but then Tammy's voice, man, just uh, fucking brings it brings it back to mediocrity, in my opinion. You um, like King Diamond, though? It's not. It's not. It's like I said. It's not horrible, but it's not great. That being said, I'll give it a three out of five, I'll just like because. You. Just because I'm being nice. That's cool. But you like King Diamond, Mooger. See, there you go, man. The fucking biggest gaslighter in fucking Facebook history, man. I'm telling you. It's a show. It's busted balls. Calm down. As to be cane lighters, I don't know what gas lighters are. Well, I think cool. uh, Mooger likes King Diamond too, so. <laughs> I love the music, can't get the voice. Thank so. you. Yeah, uh, not a King Diamond fan. What do you think of Tattoo, Mooger? Uh, what do I think of Tattoo? I think if Crying Shame was the Stones, this one is even more Stones. Yeah. Great rocking feel. Um,. Great good time, timing and everything, and not often nine songs into a record do you hear a good song that you want to listen to again. 
And this is one of them for me, man. I love tattoos. So I'm going to give tattoo a five out of five. Dang. Everybody talked about tattoo? Yep. All right. So then we go to the next track. Ain't no way around it. I'm going to start with this so I could go in order because I'm getting a little wasted here. Uh, <laughs> this is a long so album. Quick. Huh? This so is a, quick. This is a, dude, I drank We've all, only been on about an hour. But I drank all this and smoked weed at the same time. So, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Consider we missed about 10 minutes of good stuff without being recorded. I so, know. Yeah. I was drinking during that time, too. Uh, this is a long <laughs> album, but it's not boring. It keeps rocking and rolling. This song starts off so, like, slow, and then it fucking jams. I fucking love it. Jerry. What are we on? Uh, Ain't No Way Around It? No, Tattoo, right? No, we already did Tattoo. Oh, Tattoo. Excuse me. Ain't, Ain't No Way, way Around It. it. Okay, I actually really do like this song. Again, they found their lane they're driving in, which I like. Um, it drives, it starts out fast, and don't stop. Even the cliche loud chorus is pretty cool. So not all is lost with this song. Um, I actually really enjoy it. This is a four out of five for me. Oh, nice. Mooger. I love this song. Um, and it's a true song. Ain't no way around it. It was about drug addiction. How he basically spent all his money on drugs and women and everything was left with nothing. She took off. He was like, dude, this is a very bio, bio song about, you know, Tammy at the time. So he's dope, sick, and broke. I still give it a three out of five. What do you think about it, Michael? I give it a, I give it a, a, a solid three out of five. I gotta agree with Jerry and Mooger on this one. All right, man. But this sounds like Ar like Saint John from Aerosmith from Permanent Vacation a little bit. Got that yep. sleazy stroll to start off the finger snap and then comes in with the atmospheric piano and changes it up. I like this song. I like this fucking song. I fucking think it's cool. And then we get to. Uh, Arizona India Doll, which Jerry picked on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
All right, Jerry, Indian doll. Well, I had to pick the song because I had no idea what I was fucking picking, so I just put these songs in the hat and pulled it out. You should have picked Slip of the Tongue, but you didn't like the song. Go ahead. However, I chose wisely. Yes, you uh, did, sir. Yes, you did, cool, sir. I love the cool, jazzy opening to it, man. I was actually really surprised about it, man. I really do like this song. Smooth guitar playing. And I love the piano again, man. It's a surprise for me, man. A, good, a really pleasant change-up. I'll give this a four out of five. Um, you know, it, it's cool when bands start to get out of their comfort zone a little bit, and they, they did here, and, and it worked for them. So I applaud them for that. And this is the song Steve Riley plays drums on, by the way. All right. I like this song. Oh. I think it's really cool. Really cool fucking track. Uh, Michael. Yeah, I'm like you. Really cool track, man. Loved it. Right. I'm going to give it give it a four out of five. Booger. One of my favorite songs on the record. And I don't, I didn't remember when you were like bombing me. Give me a track. Give me a track. Give me a track. I wasn't bombing was you. No, no, no. Thank I wasn't you. bombing you. I said, no, I didn't bombing you. I asked you twice. It's like he I think he asked me like three times. Hey, you man, said you weren't you listening. You said you weren't listening to it till Thursday. And what did I say? I say, okay. Did I ask you on Thursday for your track? You gave it to me on your own, dude. You asked me because how's the payment? Go, go look back track, at the text. Personally. I did. I will only ask you one. Mark, Mark, I'm busting your balls, buddy. Okay. No, no, but this is a sore spot for me because of the ex co-host. He said I bombed him too much. No, no, Jerry. I don't. asked you. You said I won't have it till Thursday. Did I even ask you on Thursday what your tracks were? No, but you asked me nope. twice before. I sent them to you. No, I asked you in the staff chat, and then I asked you personally because <laughs> sometimes you guys miss things in the staff chat. So I ask you twice. We do. We do. That's why I ask you twice, and then we I stop. Yeah, because you told me yesterday, uh, next week on the next album about what song I picked or the Carnival Souls. You're like, oh, you picked that one quick, so you must know that album. Uh, I didn't know this album very well. I needed to get time to listen to it before I picked the song. Well, you could. Check I actually that. didn't. I asked you. I had to pick that song on Thursday. I didn't do the review right. until Friday. And I said you didn't have to pick it till Thursday or Friday. I did say that. I just said. Right. What, I yeah. just told you what Chris picked. So there you go. <laughs> Mark, I gave it to you I right away. I was just poking the bear. I don't know, <laughs> but the, this is the thing that I bug people. I don't bug you, bitches. That's what I'm right. to say. I ask you anyway. twice. I ask you twice. Once in our staff chat for free right, right, right. and then once personally. And then Jerry said, well, let, "I well, won't have it to Thursday." Let's not, let's and I, not, I didn't even ask him on Thursday. Let's not ruin the beauty of the song because, you as have. Jerry said, it has a very, it has a very jazzy feel. It, the piano's playing those diminished chords in the beginning, and it's just beautiful, and it's got like a waltz 3-2 time to it, and Jer like Jerry said, they headed out of the... They headed out of their comfort zone. Shut up, Jerry. Zone. I know who you meant it for. Sorry, Shane. I'm sorry, Shane. I, I apologize. <laughs> I really do. I, I apologize. Yeah. Jerry put up blah, blah, blah. And I know he's five out of five. It's a good song for me. Done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael. Oh, I'm, sorry, dude. I'm sorry, dude. I was fucked up with you. I, I was just fucking around. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. <laughs> out of five. Yeah. Oh, now he just turned himself off, Jerry. Yeah. You fucked up, dude. You pissed the mooger off. 
<laughs> I, it wasn't intended for him, though. Dude, he's kind of a hippie. How could you piss, piss him off? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Michael, what do you think of Arizona Indian doll? I had a I had a cough and sneeze. I wasn't offended at all. <laughs> okay. I know. I was, and that wasn't towards you. That was towards Mark. No, but I know it was. Time you want, buddy. That's good. <laughs> I know you he was telling me blah, stop, blah, blah. Stop That's coming cool. out of my head and hearing yeah. me cough. Yeah. I just feel bad because sometimes I interrupt people and I feel bad about that. I apologize for that all the time. I'm bad at that. We interrupt but. everybody. It's free form. I'm going to agree with Mooger and Jerry again, man. I, I'm, I'm going to give it a five out of five. I loved it. Great, right. great song. Then we get to the last track, which wasn't available on vinyl. Please, uh, dear Mooger. It's a really good, kind of boring. It should be at the end of an album. This is how an album's end. Really? Like when you're kind of falling asleep, and you're like, ah, oh, please, okay, this is good. We just heard Arizona Indian Doll which has this beautiful vibe to it, beautiful lyrics to it, and then all of a sudden, you, you, and then you slip into Please Dear, you're asleep, baby. You ain't waking up until 6, 7 a.m. I love it. <laughs> I give it 4 out of 5. What? I don't understand that analogy there. I don't think they should have ended the album with this, uh, with this song. I think they should have ended it with Slip of the Tongue. I want to go out fast going... Fuck, I can't wait to their next album. Maybe this is why I forgot about them. Because they put shitty songs at the end of a fucking album. But this song isn't shitty. It's just too slow to end an album for me. It's a good song. I'd give it a four out of five fucking track on this one. So then we get to you, Jerry. This song fucking sucks. <laughs> um, it's way too fucking long. They tried to strike magic twice with House of Pain. It's kind of similar in the way it's fucking written. Um, it was actually like a bonus track, though. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's just not good. I mean, they got some good use of a Wurlitzer in there. It sounds like I don't know if that's it or not, but it's really kind of cool sounding. And it's got some decent guitarists, man. Um, I mean, they could have done this song in three and a half minutes, four minutes, maybe, man. Just, uh, just not a good tune, man. I I just didn't like get into this song at all. It's like it's like a musical melatonin, man. It really I, I well, like Jerry. That's what I said. It's yeah. like by the time you get out of Arizona Indian doll, and then once this starts, your brain just goes into sleep. You go. And like you said, Arizona Indian doll. It's slow too in a way, but it's interesting though. It's got a lot of interesting parts to it. But this song but it's is smooth. It, right. It, it, it soothes my soul. Like when I listen right. to Arizona Indian doll, I'm like in a good place, a happy place. It's a happy song. He's talking about an indigenous woman that he loves. And then we slip into Please Dear. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like, let's try to do another ballad as a bonus, you know? So they did it right on the vinyl then. Ended with Arizona Indian Dogs. That's what I'm saying. It was like a bonus track. Michael, are you there, man? Did you leave? It looks like he dropped. He dropped. I, I tried calling him back. So he was tired of our shit, man. He was he's like, tired of our shit. See ya. I guess, man. I didn't sign up for this shit. <laughs> oh, I guess he won't be on. He probably just dropped. Uh, I think he probably just lost connection. That's fine. He probably lost connection, but uh, I don't know. If he gets back on, I called him back. So there there he is. Michael, you there? This is Freeform after all. We ain't professional. Uh, Michael. 
<laughs> Where are you at, man? We, we see it. We see it. Uh, he, we he's see you, and then he leaves. Uh, he's having connections. So let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. We get to our tracks of the week, man. I picked Soundgarden Live to Rise from the Avengers soundtrack. I think that song is fucking amazing. People, I think people forget about that, and everybody needs to listen to King Animal, the last great Chris Cornell album. Fucking love that okay. album. Mooger, you picked somebody I said that sucked on a video. Mer uh, Michael, are you there? He just keeps coming in and out. So, Mooger, you picked Danzig, Twist of Kane. Yes. I think they so suck. There you go. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I remember riding my my Huffy ten speed up to uh, our local record store and buying this tape, and just loving Twist of Cain. I know it says Twist of Cain. Oh yeah, I drink some Drano. Yeah, whatever you know. But however you want to make fun of the song, it's a pretty evil song. I love that first uh, Danzig record, and then I went back to Sawin. So I love Samhain. Everyone calls him Sam Hain, but it's Samhain. Then Danzig, and then follow Danzig all the way through. So even the Misfits, love them all. I love uh, that shit. I, I don't like Danzig, but you like him, enjoy it. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Michael, are you there? <laughs> Talk. Bye. Nah, forget it. Jerry, and did you pick Slade? My, oh, my. Nice. Yeah, fucking beautiful ballad by a very underrated band. Um, you know, Slade, you know, or Quiet Riot kind of owes their, owes their career to Slade. <laughs> With, you know, they did, uh, you know, Come On, Feel the Noise, and Mama, We're All Crazy Now, were actually original Slade songs. But uh, this album, Keep Your Hands Off My Power Supply, it had that, uh, you know, was kind of successful in the States, and this was a really... Beautifully written ballad by Naughty Holder. He was the singer of uh, the band. And uh, check it out if you're not familiar with it. Um, I think it's a band that definitely deserves recognition in music history. Doesn't get enough in the States as far as recognition. Yeah, I agree with you because uh, you picked uh, uh, freaking uh, Slade on my thatmetalstation.com, which is gone by the time this episode airs. Uh, condolences because that station ruled. I went out on my own terms, which is kind of cool. I told somebody off. But uh, great bands, Jerry. I didn't like their version. I liked the quite white version that, that they did of those two songs better. You know, Mama, We're All Crazy Now. And what's the other one they did of Slade? Come on, Feel the Noise. Come on, Feel the Noise. I like Quiet Riot's versions better. Well, in Slade, let's not forget we're the most attractive band ever. They're like the first boy band ever. I mean, who doesn't wear, like, high-water plaid pants and yeah, make it uh, like a goddamn yeah. leprechaun? Oh, awesome. Awesome thing. They, they could give uh, Kiss Asylum their costumes and run for the money. Absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that was them. That was, that was glam back then, dude. That's, and they were, like, one of the kings of glam metal. <laughs> Did we get Michael back? Can you hear me now? Yeah, we nice. can hear you. We got you. So give us your review of Please, Dear, so we can end the album. <laughs> yeah. Shit, man. I'm, I'm sorry, but my, my fucking ex-wife ex called, and uh, I've got to, uh, uh, as soon as this is over, i got to take I got to take some medicine up there to my son. Okay. I mean, she knew I was doing this shit today, and the bitch is going to call right in the middle of the fucking show. Really? God damn it. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that's why she's the ex, man. <laughs> Gary, hey, she, hey, she, hey, wait, she's the one who fucking like reported me for posting his twenty years group. No you know, shit, really? Yeah, he, she's the one who got me fucking. I didn't know her, and she fucked with me because wow. I liked him. And yeah, oh wow, that's why he got blocked for a couple years. <laughs> Mark, I'm so sorry about that, bro. She she's a fucking bitch. Damn. She fucked with my Facebook experience. Fuck that bitch. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah, what do you think of uh, Please Dear? Please Dear? I, not, like I said, I'm like, I, I loved it, but I, I'm, I'm going to go with Mark. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Slip of the Tongue probably should have ended the album, you know, on a high note, you know, pumping you up for the next one. But, uh, yeah. Right. But yeah, I'm so sorry about that, man. She just she just always shits my Cheerios. <laughs> Mike, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, and then we get to you, bad Michael. You pick Slip of the Tug <laughs> as your track. That's awesome, yeah. man. Oh hell yeah. Like I said, man, it's it's my favorite track. It's my, my favorite track on the whole album. I just every time I hear it, man, it just pumps me up. I'm just. I'm really pumped up now because of her shit, man. Mike, you have become the MVP of this fucking podcast today. I'm just gonna say my two ex-wives are nice to me. <laughs> I am sorry, Mike. I don't understand your pain on that one. <laughs> I, I'm best friends with my second wife. I just gave her tickets to Disneyland, so <laughs> her yeah. new husband, so. Yeah, so I'm fine, man, because it wasn't—I wasn't the problem. Yeah, talking about Disneyland, my, my son thinks that's so cool that you work at Disneyland. He thinks that's just awesome. Why? Well, I, I tell all you guys, you ever come to California? Let me know so I can make reservations because you just can't go there on a whim anymore. It's fucking yeah, horrible. It sucks. I—I—I I, I haven't been to Disney since before COVID because I'm not going to sit there and make a fucking reservation. Fuck that shit. I hear that. Even though I get I it free. Fuck that shit. How long you worked there? Huh? 23 How years. How long? 23 years. Yeah. I'm just saying. All right, let's stop with all this talk. We were <laughs> reviewing a great record. And a great I know, man. Record. Let's give our final thoughts on fucking Faster Pussycat Wake Me when it's... Hey, man, it's free form. Thank you for bringing me back, Mooger. That is free form rock. Not free form. Well, we, we hate fucking shit that gets fucking pissed off on us. So, I man, I get it. Let's save that for BS. Uh, I don't want to talk about a union on BS. <laughs> this is rock and roll because we fucking kicked ass. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, my 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 take on the album is I I knew I was well informed about Faster Pussycat from the first record, and when I saw the Poison Ivy video on MTV. Loved it. Um, bought it the day it came out on cassette because, you know, I didn't have a CD player and I was over vinyl at that point. So, I love it, man. Overall, I will give this record a 4 out of 5 because there's only a few songs that slip for me. I love it. Good memories. Good times. Yeah, I give this album 9 out of 10 bong rips. It's fucking great. I <laughs> love this album. I, I think the last bonus track, so maybe I give it 10 out of 10 
because the bonus track wasn't on the vinyl and we all love vinyl so maybe yeah. it's 10 out of 10 and the cd goes nine nine out of ten but jerry what do you what what's your final synopsis of this album man and like i said i've been doing like you know listens to albums i haven't listened to in like 30 35 years uh, but this one, I, I probably won't go back to listen to it again. It, the album will remain sealed. I mean, it has its moments, but it's nothing. I don't know. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a two or five, two point five out of five. How well, much? You, how much do you want for that vinyl? I don't know, dude. <laughs> it, it's a sad. It needs to be played. It needs to be opened up, man. Well, you buy the Keel album, I'll send it to you for free. Oh fuck that! that. <laughs> hey, I'll buy the Keel album. Oh, there you go! Mike, we got a buyer. We got a buyer. And it's signed. <laughs> and it's signed by Ron? Yep. Wow. Hell their newest, yeah. Their newest album, yep. You're <laughs> <laughs> serious. We'll talk about it. I'll, I'll, I'll go back to the message request. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I, I love I love Q. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, Michael, what's your final thoughts on this album? I'm going to give it a... I'm gonna give it a four out of five, man. Solid album, man. I, lo I loved it. Yeah, man. Like I already gave mine, and then we already set our tracks of the week. So until next week, man. Don't fucking take. Don't drink any. Don't lick any yellow snow, because it's winter time. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get snow here. But I think you three do. <laughs> so we were, we, get a we were supposed to get an inch oh, last night. We didn't get shit. Well, it's yeah. not not as much as you think. Yeah, but it's colder yeah. than fuck here. It's only like twenty seven here, but we didn't get no snow. All right, man. Last forties here today. Shane, final thoughts. Oh, final thoughts on everything. Okay. Yeah, everything. Well, hey, man. I hope everyone has a happy and safe New Year. Get out there. Get active. Take care of yourself. Remember to. Take care of you, because if you don't take care of you, you can't take care of anybody else. So, we all love you. Um, leave reviews. Five stars are the best. Love you all. All right, man. I would like to thank Michael Berlin for being on here, man. I'm sorry blocking you, but uh, somebody oh, was, hey, like, fucking with me well, on your pages. Like I said, so. like I, said I can't believe I can't believe she did that because, I mean, she don't even care. She don't even she care even about it. She doesn't even know who I am, and she's fucking yeah. fucking with me. I was like, what she the was fuck? Just, she was doing it just to fuck with you. Exactly. Why? I don't did. even know her. I never. She's said an evil bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry. Final thoughts, man. Yeah, like, subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Tell your friends to give it a listen. Take care of yourself, man. Go out for a walk. Exercise, move. Something doesn't move for a while, it won't. It'll cease to move in the future. So, the older we get, we need to take better care of ourselves. Um, exercise and move. Like I said, man, just be healthy.
Second album right now? I think so. Second. Okay, what are, what, what are we gonna hear from the second Faster Pussycat album that we didn't hear on the first? New songs. Tammy, Tammy playing Skin Float. <laughs> no, no, that's Brent playing Skin Float. No, I play plays, female organ. Greg plays piano on the new song, new album. Funky. Now you did the first album in only three weeks. Yeah, because that's all we had time to do it in. So you're gonna take a little bit more time doing this next three album? And a half, three, three and a half weeks. <laughs> we need that extra two days. It would have sounded incredible. <laughs> we got more time and more. Uh, a better producer. More money. Who's the producer on this next album? Uh, who is it? John uh, Jackson. Fred Flintstone. 
Do you guys have a title? You know what? So the Bastard Puss Get fans are yeah, going to know what to look for. Yeah, it's going to be called Wake Me When It's Over. Wake Me When It's Over? And why is it going to be called that? We're going to be back with more interesting, <laughs> vital stuff with Faster Pussycat. <laughs> and we're back here with Faster Pussycat. Um, you guys have been labeled as being a glam band. Do you feel mm -hmm. that the word glam is kind of getting tired or they're not using the word anymore or yeah, dying it's, out? It's that glam is more about image than music. You know, I mean, you can't call music glam. Really, it's not you glam. It's glam. Is there a way that you would describe your image? Glam. <laughs> And is there a way you describe your music? Glam. Okay. No, our new music though is a lot more soulful and funky. It grooves. It grooves. It's kind of like Sly Stone meets Sly Stone. Motorhead. Sly Stone meets Sybil. Okay, now the movie The Metal Years is now out on home video. When that movie came out, it's okay. I haven't either. When the movie came out and you saw it in the theater, what was it like seeing your big face on a big screen? It's kind of cool. You were there. Yeah, well, I saw your face. I thought it was frightening, but. I thought it was frightening. I know you want to. Do you like being in movies? You guys want to be like? Think of Dude, you know, I want to be the Tom next Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. <laughs> I was gonna say. I want to be like Deja Vu. John Donson, you know, <laughs> actor singer, you know. Mm -hmm. Sorry, yeah. Well, thanks a lot, guys, for stopping by. No problem. That was faster, Pussycat. Right back to you, Adam. Okay. <laughs> thanks. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.